0: Welcome into this week's episode of Bill's Pod Squad. Maddie Glab here is your host with my co-host, Bill's president and owner, Kim Pagula. Uh, I don't want to say this is like our last episode for a while because I wanted the season to just like keep going on, Um, especially after a gut-wrenching loss like we had against the Chiefs. I wanted to make sure we were doing this podcast, you know, at least a couple days after the game. So we had some time to like recoup think about things let it digest a little bit because honestly I was just down in dumps for the past couple days and still am I'm sure you feel the same way Kim but I mean how how has the processing been here
1: yeah I don't know why I'm smiling I, I just <laughs> I feel like it just must be some natural mechanism you yeah. know just because you're still like can't believe okay wait did did that just happen um you know I I know there's I'm sure some out there that say it's just a football game I think I've said that maybe sometimes after a game, um, but um, but yeah, that that was that was a, a tough one to go through. And you can tell me all the positives about that game. <laughs> you can tell, and you know, and I will agree with with all of that. Um, but at at the end of the day, um, you hate to see those missed opportunities. You don't know how many of them you get. In a lifetime and um, but um, but yeah but listen there's nothing that I can say that you know our players certainly you know showed up, uh, especially as we talked about Josh um, certainly showed up. Um, you know if as bad as you feel as bad as I feel um, imagine. How our players and our coaches feel because I mean talk about being in the trenches and something like that I can't even imagine uh, what that is like so, um, and again, it's another another year under our belt, and there will be another season upon us before you know it.
0: Yeah, I think one of the toughest things for me, and I'm sure for the players and the coaching staff too, is like you work so hard and you go through everything you went through, through the ups and downs of this season, through the injuries, through guys getting healthier, you know, just through everything that you work through in those 18 weeks of the regular season. And then you push into the playoffs and then for it to, And it always has to end. We want it to end in a good way, but it ended in a bad way this year. And it's just tough to look back. And it's like, we worked that hard to get to that point and, and fall short of your goal, which I felt like this team was truly capable of this year. But kind of when you, when I think about that, I'm same same for you too, probably it's just like tough knowing that these guys fought so hard and, and really started to get on that consistent path at the end of the season. And I really felt like they were peaking at the right time and, you know, just makes it harder to think about
1: yeah, no, it's certainly, certainly, as you said, they were doing all the right things going into the postseason and, uh, you know, talk about luck. I mean, you can look back, you can play Monday morning quarterback and go back through the mm-hmm. whole season. And there could be, you know, a dozen little things that could have changed the outcome, yeah. you know, even of, of this game, because maybe this isn't the team you're playing, maybe it's, you know, something else. Um, but again, you know, it's a tough place to be, you can't, you know, you, you can't kind of drive forward looking back all the time. So, um, but it, you do that a little bit. I had a, somebody sent me one of these like um Instagram stories about, you know, calm and, you know, being light. And I was like, and I, I gave it a thumbs down and they're like, what's wrong? And I was like, sometimes just embrace the anger. Like just, sometimes you just want that yeah. time to be just Pissed off, right? And I'm like, I don't want to calm down. I don't need (laughs) anti-anxiety. I don't just. I don't want peaceful thoughts. Just let me enjoy being mad and angry, uh, at least for you know for a day, and then I'll be over it, right? Let me just get it out. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I did. But, uh, but as you know, Maddie. Football is 365 days a year there. Why our regular season and our postseason is over. That does not mean that football is over. There is so much to do, as you know, um, with, you know, combine and draft and just the whole process, you know, is just like a, is a treadmill that keeps spinning. So um, believe it or not, you know, we're going to be saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe the season's already here. Um, (laughs) So a lot to do.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to do and not a lot of time. I mean, the season ends and it's like, hey, the the senior bowl is next week. And then we have the NFL combine and then free agency begins. And oh, look, here's the NFL draft and the players come back like it is a never ending circle. It never really feels like you're in the offseason. Um, and I I know that's the case for you and everything that you have on your plate once the season ends. So like, how do you begin to wrap up the regular season? Who do you meet with? How do you close the chapter?
1: Regular season. Well, you know, I actually really, our, our fiscal kind of business year it ends in the middle of March. Um, so, you know, at this time you gotta just like, you know, not calling Sean and Brandon going, Hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they also need some downtime. Downtime as well um so but we usually do a recap and we usually do it obviously after every game but with this being our final game you know we give it a couple of days we know players are going to be going out and they're mm-hmm. talking to players and uh, give them some time so we'll we'll connect with them soon um to kind of just go over some preliminary you know not only just the last game but just you know the season um overall um, and then we usually will meet with them you know even later in more in march um as we go through kind of the planning and the budget process um and you know free agency starts to kind of see where they're at um, about understanding you know who are we targeting what you know what does the team look like who are we able to sign not sign um things like that so just you know apart for the course um you know it's you know it doesn't it doesn't get routine but just you know we you kind of No matter how you're feeling, you still go through the steps and you still go through the things that, you know, you need to do because you can't do anything about that game. And, you know, if nothing else, this is going to be um, inspirational to get, you know, past the Kansas City Chiefs to get to that AFC championship game and the Super Bowl. Um, It's always been the goal. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody expected it to be an automatic. Um, you know, and this is something that, you know, obviously Brandon and Sean have been building for many, many years. Um, but it's 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 a ride. Um, so you just you gotta keep kind of keep making sure that you're ready for your next opportunity.
0: Yeah, totally. And as you begin to reflect on the season and what happened, and and the positives that come from it, I mean, what can you say about your quarterback and Josh Allen, and really how he played down the stretch into the playoffs?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, um, listen, I, I remember when we were, you know, just talking to draft uh, to Josh before. Um, his draft year and having conversations and even just the discussion around, you know, who we're going to draft and things like that. The biggest thing that really stood out for us is that we felt, and I think all of us were in agreement that Josh had the biggest upside, right? So you take a little bit of the risk, but he he has such upside, whether it was because of his his size because of you know his lack of experience or where he played that kind of was the risk but the upside thinking like but he hasn't even peaked yet like he hasn't <laughs> even you know you, you get sometimes you get a quarterback and yes they're nfl ready but maybe they kind of already you know kind of peaked um you know he he's certainly and I, I think you know i wouldn't say that he peaked this game but um i will say just looking back over the years his progression um, you know, did he have a perfect season every game? No, but, um, you know, he, you want a quarterback that's there when it really, really matters. And he for sure, you know, was there for us, for the team, uh, for all the fans. And, and I, I love that it was on such a national stage. And I realized that, you know, we did have a lot of national games this year. And that's, you know, you earn in those things as, as your record gets better, um, but I was just really, it was really nice to um, be able to kind of really, really be relevant and Josh getting his due. I know he didn't get the, um, you know, uh, the Pro Bowl, um, you know, first ballot, but I, I think these things like this, um, I, I think really says a lot for him as a person, his ability to, to grow and progress um, it's, it's not an easy position. It's not something, you know, sometimes you have a, a high and then you go, you know, you go back down again. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we have him tied up for a few years.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Those final two playoff games for him this season were incredible. The way that he scored at will in the fourth quarter of that game and gave the Bills a chance and gave them the lead was like, insane in the best way possible and it was just like that is the Josh Allen that we know that is the Josh Allen that we love I think Dawson Knox said earlier this week you know if you're still doubting Josh Allen then I don't think you know anything about football and Brandon Bean today said Josh Allen is basically a linebacker playing quarterback. And so all these aspects about this, this quarterback that we have, I mean, so many people wish that they had that in a quarterback. And I know a lot of people say, like, you've alluded to the luck that you need. There's a little bit of luck that you need, too, in drafting a quarterback. And it doesn't always work out. And, and knowing that it has worked out so far and knowing that you have this type of player that is like, they don't come around every year. When no, he no, is I know he's
1: not. I mean, I know he is not satisfied. I mean, it doesn't matter that, you know, the the wild card that, you know, he went seven for seven, you know, drives. It, it doesn't matter that, you know, yeah. we lost in, you know, in the last few seconds of, of this game, um, he's, you know, he is bound and determined to get better. And he, like I said, the upside is is still there. Like, you know, yes, he's, he's gotten better, but there's still more upside, I, I believe, for him. Um, over the next several years. And, and I know that that's something that he's going to be wanting to make sure that he, he takes um, you know, his, his opportunity to get better and better every year, regardless of what happens year to year.
0: And then one more question for you before we head into our guest of this episode, which is NFL networks, Mike Rob. you guys definitely know him from good morning football or from NFL network. If you've tuned in before, because he has been riding with the Buffalo bills for a few seasons. Now, I want to say one of the first national guys who really started to sing the bills praises and say, Hey, watch out for this team. So we thought it'd be cool to wrap up the season for him, but um, as you also reflect on the year and, and on the success of the team and on the coaching staff and maybe the changes that even could happen to this coaching staff knowing that Brian and Leslie have gotten quite a few interviews um what do you take away from the season as a whole I mean we're now into year five with Sean and Brandon and the growth in this team has been a lot but we're still looking to uh, like accomplish the big goal which is the Super Bowl
1: yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a season like this, you know, you think about last season, I know it was the COVID year, but you know, our record was much better last year than it it, it was even this year. Nothing, you you can't, you. nothing is given to you there. You're, you know, every year it, it could be different. And I get it. We've got some really great key pieces, especially the quarterback, you know, the foundation is there. But um, as we talk about, there's a lot of things that are always in flux every year. Mm -hmm. And you have to, I think, really take advantage of that. Um, You don't know what next year is gonna bring, who your roster is gonna be, your final roster is gonna be, who your, I I know we know who our opponents are, but we don't necessarily know the makeup of that team. Injuries, I mean, there's just everything. So, um, you know, as great of a game as that was, um, there's still a lot we can do. And, Mm And improving every year, because every year is different. Um, you know, It's there's only one winner uh, every year and it's something that um, doesn't come around that often. So I know Brandon and, and Coach will be working really hard to really tweak and get, you know, get better um, in the smaller details because at the end of the season, sometimes those little details ends up, you know, end up um, having a big impact. So, um, and we want to be able to, you know, control our own destiny, so still a lot to do, but yeah, you just can't, uh, you know, enjoy the season. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you just can't, um, expect every year to be, you know, like that. So totally, I
0: mean, knowing what you have to do to get there, there's so much work that has to go into it. There's, there's so many games that have to be won to even be able to put yourself in the position to play in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, it takes a lot of work. And Brandon said today in his press conference, you know, all of that begins in the off season. It begins with the culture that we have in place. It begins with finding guys who fit that culture, drafting guys who fit that culture. And so he said, like you did it. It's it starts now it's not like we can They're going to, you do take a little bit of a break because you need to, but you know, the, the work really doesn't stop for anybody, but we'll throw it to our interview with Mike Robb. He is an analyst on NFL network, appears on good morning football a lot, and also played for the 49ers and the Seahawks. And of course there's a Penn state connection too. He played collegiately at Penn state and was drafted in the fourth round by the 49ers in 2006. So here's Mike Robb. Mike Rob, thanks for coming on this podcast as we wrap up the season I know a lot of us Bills fans myself and you and Kim we're not ready to wrap up the season yet because we wish it was still going on but you know what we're just gonna wrap it up anyways and look (laughs) towards next season and the offseason because hopefully good things are ahead for this team based on how they finished this year but let's just get right into it the game so close. The Bills are so close to winning that one. They played so good down the stretch. I mean, the amount of touchdowns they scored, how Josh Allen performed, so many positives can come out of this. But how are you feeling after that crazy, crazy game?
2: Well, uh, first of all, hello to you you two ladies. Um, it's an honor to be on with you guys. Um, the Buffalo Bills are my favorite team in the whole world on the planet right now. Um, and, and it's Obviously, because of the team, it's be, but it's because of the leadership in and, and this quarterback, Josh Allen. I mean, uh, this last game, this, this divisional round, he literally said, OK, team, I don't care what's on the other side. Jump on my back and I'm going to carry you. And, and, and even when I played, I was always a believer in if you're going to pay your quarterback this much money, if he's going to be the face of the franchise, if he's going to be your guy, I don't need him to be great when we're just a better team. Right. When when we can just hand the ball off to Devin Singletary and run the ball down the field and win the game and just win it that way. I don't need my quarterback to be great. Then I need my quarterback to be great when the chips are against us. When, you know, it's divisional playoff matchup and we're the away team. We're in Kansas City. We're in the Chiefs Stadium. And that's when I need my quarterback to be the best to be the best man on the planet. And to me, Josh Allen was. Um, I have no issues with the way he played. Love it. The only thing that I possibly could say when I look at this game is um, from a team speed standpoint, and I think uh, Coach McDermott said it in his post-game press conference, you have to be able to rush a guy like Patrick Mahomes with your front four drop seven and be able to get to him with your front four. And I think over the last couple of years, and Kim, I'm going to say we, because I'm a, I'm, I am consider myself a Bills fan, right? I mean, a part of Bills mafia right now. I feel like we need more team speed. Sean McDermott addressed that. But you have to be able to get after guys like Patrick Mahomes with just your front four. I think that first drive um, from this past weekend's game kind of put it out there. Patrick Mahomes rushed for almost, what, 30 yards, 30, 40 yards in that first drive. To me, that's what we need to look forward to getting um, better in the offseason, more team speed.
1: So I, I know where I was uh, during that game, but Michael, where, where were you? Were you working? Were you at home chilling like a fan or, or, you know, how, how are you watching the game on Sunday?
2: Kim, I was a fan. I was like, I was like the millions of fans, the 30 point something million fans that tuned in across the world to watch that game. Um, I, you know, I wanted to work and be at that game, but obviously I, you know, I worked all during the week, so I couldn't be at the game, but to sit there, and just watch the chess match between Brian Dayball and and, 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 and uh, Spagnola to watch the chess match between Andy Reid, you know, and, and Sean McDermott. To me, that's that I'm, the, I'm a football fan like that. I, I love to see it. And again, the last two minutes, I mean. I almost had a heart attack, guys. I mean, I really did. I had to, you know, get my asthma medicine and all of that stuff straight because it it definitely was a doozy.
1: Well, I I will say, Maddie, and Maddie knows how I watched the game, that I did not see most of the last two minutes because I was in the quarter praying, (laughs) just praying, all out, just praying. I was like, I can't do anything down in the field, but heck, I can go up here and, and pray and Make wagers with God about everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. About
1: to win this game, so and and was like I said, very close. Maybe I should have prayed a little bit harder, but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, just an incredible game, um, unbelievable. But that, you know, the whole playoff weekend, and I know it's only been two weekends so far. They they both have been some crazy matchups and some crazy games, and um. But I, I got to say, have you ever played in a game as big as this, as, as crazy, as so close, like as no. <laughs> such a good football game?
2: No, no, especially with, with the back and forth. Yeah, Honestly, with two minutes left in that game, I almost got up and said the game is over and got on my social media and started saying, Bell, you know, do, I almost started celebrating, but to To see all the fireworks, for lack of better words, that happened in the last two minutes. I mean, our game, this this National Football League, it's in great hands. When you look at guys like Josh Allen, you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and, you know, just the future of these NFL stars, I'm telling you, our game is in great hands. But one positive that I can take from, you know, this past weekend's game is the experience, the institutional knowledge that Josh Allen gained in that game, that uh, Sean McDermott gained in that game, that all the core pieces of this, of this franchise and this organization gained in that game, it's going to come back in later years, and it's going to help this team win a championship. I see it.
0: So to that point, a lot of coaches and players say, you know, we're going to learn from this, we're going to come back better from this, whether it be the most recent game or a tough loss throughout the season, whoever team it may be. But since you're a former player, can you break that down for us? Like, how can you learn from, from the last 13 seconds of that game? How can you learn from the last two minutes of that game and really be able to implement it the next time you might be in a similar situation?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, you have just the the outright confidence that it doesn't matter how many seconds are left on the clock? It doesn't matter um, how many touchdowns you're down, or how many points that you're down. That game showed, you know what? There's probably only five or six guys walking this planet that can battle in a game like that and hold his own weight. Josh Allen's is one of those guys. And so when I talk to Bill's Mafia on all my social media platforms and when I see people out, out, and out in society, it's like, well, hold up. There's only five or six guys that can do this. And you guys have one of these guys. OK, so you can have you, you can rest assured that you're going to be in these situations for the next 10, 20 years as long as this kid stays healthy. So uh, that's one thing that you you definitely can rest, rest assured of. Number two, um, just being able to have that confidence in knowing that regardless of who's on the other side, because Patrick Mahomes is a bad man too. Let's just be honest, the Buffalo Bills players knew exactly who was on the other side. It gives you the confidence to know that it could be Tom Brady over there. It could be uh, Peyton Manning, reincarnation of Peyton Manning over there. It doesn't matter because we got a guy and we got a guy that can go throw for throw, run for run, and sometimes uh, tackle for tackle. I've seen him make some big time tackles on interceptions. Uh, with the best of them so it to me is just having that confidence that it just doesn't matter the hurdle in front of you this team can overcome it and again I just saw some of the shots of Josh Allen on the sideline on Sunday night just how intense he was he in his mind he wasn't going to lose that game again the, intu- the, the the institutional knowledge will come back to help this guy later on in his career
1: go ahead Kim Uh, I was going to say, you know, I I know we're supposed to be interviewing you, but um, (laughs) we're having a conversation about football, Um, you know, after the game though, and I think you have seen this as a player, you know, everyone talks about it's a long season. We talk about, um, you know, kind of pacing yourself, having to, you know, hit your stride in that, in that last season. So what I really need, um, what I really saw or thought through after the game, and this is, you know, obviously right after the loss was the fact that, um, a lot you need a little luck right and I know we know we all know that but just think about the little things that happened all season long that if they you know if they're you know one play that could have changed us and so we're now the first seed right it was maybe mm-hmm. it was the the Bengals if they won their last game we would have been you know the fourth seed playing Tennessee first and not Kansas City until maybe the the AFC championship game a lot of little things that you think oh it's a long season you know it's like you're not gonna win them all and but boy at the end of when your season is over don't you start do it about all those things <laughs> don't,
2: don't do it matter don't do it because the more you think about it the more you just gonna excuse my language, but just piss yourself off because you're gonna look at well what if we had played better here what if we had beat Jacksonville here what if we had did this what if we had did that we would have did- And it just makes you upset because at the end of the day, you knew you had the team. At the end of the day, you knew you had the quarterback. You knew you got to put the coaches in place. It just pisses you off. And at the end of the day, when I think about it, it makes me mad. And and look, and I'm not even in the organization. I'm just a fan, and it makes me upset. So if I'm part of Bill's mafia, you can only look forward to the future. Don't look back. Yes, this was a great season. Um, I think that the defense showed, and and Leslie Frazier and that entire defensive staff showed, you can have a championship defense along with a franchise quarterback. Let me repeat that. You can have a championship defense, a shutdown defense, along with one of those guys in the National Football League because traditionally, we didn't usually see that. You didn't always see the Aaron Rodgers with a, t- with a great defense. You didn't see the Patrick Mahomes with a great defense or, 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 or the Peyton Manning, except for his last year, with a great defense. I think when you talk about Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills, We have all the ingredients. I think maybe we, you know, maybe we draft another tackle um, in this year's draft because I do think our right tackle is more of a swing guy than, than than a starter. I think we draft a, you know, I think we draft a, a, a tackle. I think we draft more pass rushers, things like that to just get more athletic as a team, but, The core pieces are there, guys. Kim, you guys have done a great job building this team.
1: I I only went down that rabbit hole, like Grace, right after the game. And then, (laughs) you know, the next day I I found myself uh, back out. So, um, But but (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing you can do, right? Looking forward. Um, And and you as a player, I know we have a couple of players on our team, um, you know, that, um, you know, I don't know if this is their last year with our team or now. We haven't haven't made those uh, decisions yet, but you know, you may be thinking about what are they going to do post-career? But you know, you, as you said, you've had a great career in the NFL and tr- transitioning now to post-NFL um, yeah. and getting in broadcast, which a lot of people do. Um, what was that like for you? Kind of take us on that path. Was that always predetermined or a little luck?
2: So Kim, um, I had a, a coach when I was nine years old Tell me in youth football. I'm, I run youth football in the state of Virginia. That's where I live. I had a youth football coach when I was nine years old. Um, we were getting ready for a game. And I was playing quarterback at the time. And I remember a lot of chaos at practice. Coach was trying to talk. He was trying to get our attention. Kids were all over We were nine year olds, eight, nine year olds, right? Kids all over the place. Coaches can't get us straight. And I remember looking like we have a game tomorrow. And this is the way our practice is looking. I, I don't know where it came from, but it, And I just yelled, like, guys, shut up. We have a game. And literally, everybody stopped. Every player on the field stopped. Every grown coach stopped. And I remember the head football coach at the time, he pulled me to the side and he said, Mike, dude, whoa, like, that was powerful. And you're a powerful speaker. When you speak, people listen. So you have a lot of responsibility. You're going to have to watch. The books you read, the TV shows you allow yourself to see, the music you allow to go into your brain because you you have a gift with speaking and communicating. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about at the time. I just was like, whatever, coach, we got to get ready for this game. But it did stick with me. And to me, I would not be in the national media right now if it wasn't for that coach telling me exactly what I was good at when I was nine years old. I wouldn't be here right now. I'm a national speaker. I talk about leadership. I do corporate speaking engagements, all of those things. I'm in the national media. Um, And even when I was playing, guys, I created something called the Real Rob Report. Basically, it was a locker room video type of a series. Um, I bought my own cameras. Um, I started interviewing players during our lunch breaks. Um, Again, it wasn't real. It wasn't any substance. It was more like Richard Sherman, you know, (laughs) what's your favorite (laughs) pregame snack? Uh, Gushers, right? He would say that on the show. And then we get 60 boxes full of Gushers two weeks later. You know what I mean? And it really opened things up. And my goal was, um, I want to be in the national media one day, but I just don't want to... When I'm getting paid to do that, I don't wanna have a bunch of mistakes. So I created a show to get all my mistakes out while I was in the National Football League. Like I've always known I was gonna be right here. I tell people all the time, um, I'm not I'm not here by mistake. Um, this is on purpose. I think we're all conscious creators and whatever we focus on becomes our reality. And guys, I can't lie to you. I've focused on the national media. I've thought about the national media ever since I was nine years old and that coach told me what I was good at. So I look at the game a little differently. I look at the game of football as a skill developer or a skill identifier because as young people, there's a 1.6 chance that our babies are making it to the National Football League where we're all involved in right now. And that number tells me that it's a 98.4% chance that your baby is going to be doing something else in life. And so we need to use the game of football to identify what our young people are good at and that's what i do with youth football in the state of virginia i'm on the nfl youth advisory um legends um youth and high school advisories committee which we write the football curriculum for you know young people and parents and, and coaches across the football world and so my transition to you know to life after football was on purpose It was with purpose, and um, I couldn't wait to be here. It was crazy. I remember playing, thinking, when is this going to be over for me? Um, (laughs) I'm tired of getting beat up, but I love what the game of football has afforded to me, and it, it taught me what I was good at, and that's what, and it's communicating, and that's what I do now.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing, Maddie, that, you know, to Michael's point, you know, I saw that the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, have donated. Um, dollars to the Oshai Foundation, yeah. and you know stories like that in such a heartbreaking game. Um, that's more about what football is, mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking about, Mike. Absolutely. Right? What are the skill set? What are the what are the the positives that the game allows us to do? And just like you know, we've done that. I know to multiple um, organizations with competing teams that we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your uh, to your point, Mike, I, I totally agree. There's so much more. Um, despite the wins and loss and the yeah. record, um, there's so much more to football uh, that is for everyone. And um, I really appreciate, especially working with our youth, because I guess, you know, especially in today's time, it's not easy being a kid. No. Um, and, it, you know, any help that we can give them um, certainly, I think, is going to go a long ways.
2: Absolutely. And, 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 and just showing that different communities can come together. I love seeing packed stadiums. Like I really do. I love to see, you know, you know, um, Bill's place just packed with fans, all different colors and creeds, all different social economic backgrounds, um, I always say the, the the best invention ever, and I think I may have stole this from another coach somewhere, was the best invention ever was the huddle, because it does not matter where you come from. We are in this together to achieve a common goal, and I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you come from, and that's really how we should be as human beings. So, yeah, football teaches us a whole lot.
1: Right. Well, you can you, be in my huddle anytime, <laughs>
2: Thank you, Kim.
0: You, you've, you, you have used your, uh, your platform that you have on NFL Network and in the national media uh, to talk about the Bills. And mm. that's how we first found out that you were a part of Bills Mafia and a fan. Uh, you told us it happened in 2019, which and 2019, there were some people riding with us, but there weren't a lot of people riding oh. with the Bills. <laughs> Now in 2021, there's plenty of people who ride with Bills Mafia, but I will coin you as one of the OGs of the (laughs) national media to really ride with us. So I I appreciate that a lot because you saw the talent in this team before a lot of people did. Uh, How did you become a Bills fan? And what was the moment when you're like, yeah, this team is going to be good. And and I want to start cheering for them and start talking about them on national TV.
2: Well, it started when I was young, like, you know, those four Super Bowl, and I don't mean to bring it up guys, nice, but those four <laughs> Super Bowl appearances and losses uh back in the 90s w- was something that I was a big fan of. Bruce Smith was a guy that I knew he was from the Virginia area. He's a guy that I've always looked at and admired. Right, um, for for his intensity on the field and off, he's a great human being. I've had a chance to talk to him and meet him, a few times. So the fandom kind of started with all those wins, the Jim Kelly era, you know, Andre Reed, all of those guys. It started there, and then, um, you know, I just kind of watched the team play throughout the years. I played against them once or twice. I think once we played them. Um, sorry guys, but we we beat the mess out of you guys mm-hmm. in Toronto one year when I played for the Seahawks. Um, and then when I played for the for the Niners, y'all beat us you know, at, you know, in Buffalo. And that was the first time I came in contact with Beast Mode. Marshawn Lynch, he's one of my best friends right now. So um, when I first met Beast Mode in the tunnel, he was coming to the stadium at the time. And I was on my way to walk out for pregame warmups. He was just arriving. That's when I first met him. And I'm like, oh man, Beast Mode ain't what they say he is. He's actually pretty cool. I thought, you know, just from the national media, I thought he was a little, a little cuckoo, a little crazy. But when I actually got a chance to talk to him, I'm like, man, this dude's a good dude. And then he went out there and ran for a crazy amount of yards and then y'all beat us. And I'm like, okay, all right. The Buffalo bills are okay. Fast forward some years later, I get to 2019. I'm on good morning football. And uh, you know, we're talking about teams we're excited about. And I saw some of the things that, you know, you guys had done in the off season, how you guys I'm a, I'm a running back. So I'm always talking about the offensive line and the line of scrimmage, how you guys took care of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. I'm like, damn this team's going to be pretty good. Everything starts at the line of scrimmage. And so as I was doing my dissertation on good morning football, you know, the life force kind of came through me and it just kind of came out like, man, I'm a, I am think I'm a Bills Mafia fan. I think the Bills Mafia, I think the Bills are going to be one of those teams that, 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 that teams are going to have to deal with. I think I was probably 18 months too early, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. I said it and I put it out there and then I just started riding with you guys and You guys have made me look pretty good, especially that Josh Allen. Could you guys tell him to tweet me back sometimes? I I, I swear I try to tag him in every single tweet I say about the Bills, but I haven't got him to tweet me back yet, hopefully one day.
1: (laughs) Michael, I thought you were going to say, you know, it was the Penn State connection that that made you become a – a Buffalo Bills fan
2: that's that was coming that was coming <laughs> I was talking just strictly on the football right. you know on the field how you built the team type of a deal but I ain't even get into the story of how I went to the hockey uh uh building out there um in, in state college and when I realized that you guys blessed our university with a with an awesome gift and when I saw what the gift afforded it I, I'm like oh my goodness yeah, I didn't want to go into that, Kim, because I know that's a, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, you guys, Penn State, we love you.
1: Well, I, I think, you know, our Bills Mafia, as you can see, and if you come to our games, is very similar to a, a college setting. Absolutely. And I've been to, obviously, and, and saw you play in, at Penn State many times and, and just that atmosphere that. Um, you know collegiate sports brings especially at Penn State and especially in a whiteout and and some of those (laughs) memorable games um, you know that same feeling is is often compared to Bill's Mafia being here on the campus with the campers we have and and all the tailgating that we're going on and and the one thing that I still never get over Maddie is the fact that seeing grown men like in their 50s and older like just being all crazy whether it's you know costumes and makeup, but you see them at Penn State. It's like yep. people like come in every weekend. It's like, do you not? Have, do you have a job? It's like they don't care. Like they're <laughs> in this like these campers and acting crazy, and you're like, hey, you're like over the hill. You should be like, you know, damn,
2: that's why they do it. They do it because they had a long week at work. They do it because they spent all week and all year doing things for their job and, and, and to, the, the bottom let line. To the, they let it all out on game day. That, that's when they can just let their true colors fly, man. Bills Mafia stand up. I love it. You know, I don't know if I'm going to jump through a table yet. Cause I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to do that. I got to be hot outside for me to do that, but I love you guys as fans. They're awesome.
0: Well, since you've been riding with us since 2019, I mean, What do you think about the future for this team based on the way they finished this season? We just heard from Sean McDermott yesterday. We heard from Brandon Bean today and they both agreed with each other in that there's a lot of positives to take away from the season. We didn't finish the year how we wanted to, um, but we believe that we have a lot of the right pieces in place that can get us to that big goal, which is the Super Bowl. So where do you think this team is headed in your eyes based on what you've seen and coming from the standpoint of being a former player?
2: Yeah. Um, to me, uh, a Lombardi is in the future. I mean, it is. You can't have, again, you, I talked about one of those guys um, that are walking this planet. You got Josh Allen's one of those five or six guys that that, that, that can do it. And I think um, this, that game last week just showed it. I mean, he again, he put the team on his back and say, I got you. And everybody had all the, everybody had the, had the eyes like, yeah, we believe you Josh. And so for me, I have great confidence in this team moving forward. You have great leadership in place. I think Sean McDermott is an awesome leader. I think that he treats the media with respect. And at the end of the day, in turn, we tell a great story about uh, Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills. So I, I love um, from a leadership standpoint, what's going on. You have the quarterback, you have the leadership. I do think that you have the line of scrimmage guys, right? I do think from the last couple of drafts, how you've built your pass rushers up, have you built that offensive lineup? Again, I do think you still are going to need another tackle, maybe um, a, another guard also uh, drafted, but you guys have the offensive line. You guys have the defensive line. You have the line of scrimmage. You got the secondary. Now the secondary didn't play the best game. Game um, this past week, but you guys have the secondary. In my experience, when you have offensive line and you have secondary, that's the engine and the battery to your car. You're gonna always be in games. You're gonna always have a chance to go far in playoffs. So you guys have that. So now it's all about just, I don't know, the small little details. Maybe you get a speedster. Um, obviously, I saw Zay McKenzie start to be injected into this offense. You need a guy. You need a guy to to match up with a guy like Tyreek Hill from a speed standpoint. You need a guy on your offense that an opposing defense defense is going to have to deal with. Those are just some of the things. And again, as we go on through the offseason and as the team does more evaluations, you guys will figure out exactly what you guys need. But at the end of the day, it's nothing huge. You got teams out there that need a left tackle. You got teams out there that need a quarterback or a pass rusher. Those things the Buffalo Bills don't have to worry about.
1: All right. Maybe it's a little bit too early, but. Super Bowl predictions?
2: Ooh. So, look, Kim, I'm so glad that you asked that. So, early (laughs) in the season, week one, I was on Good Morning Football, and I was trying to get my Buffalo Bills into that Super Bowl game, and I said it'll be my Buffalo Bills against the Los Angeles Rams, right? But for the Bills to get there, every time I picked them in big games, right, they didn't necessarily win. So what I did was I used some reverse psychology and I picked Kansas City to get there, (laughs) hoping that it would be the Buffalo Bills instead. Well, I didn't have enough time to explain all of that. So (laughs) the the, the visuals are going to say my Super Bowl picks were right. The Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Rams. And I hate to say it, but I think Kansas City will win it again. Yeah, Uh... I hate to say it. But at least you can say, from a Buffalo Bills standpoint, you lost to the champions. That's some that's some solstice in that.
0: Yeah, that there is some solstice <laughs> in that. Maybe maybe a little bit. I don't know if I'm ready to accept it yet.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Michael, if you're if you go to the Super Bowl or not. But I I go every year. A lot of work and business to be done there. Yes. Um, this year though it's going to be a lot t- tougher to go. But absolutely, I'll be there.
2: I will be there too. So hopefully we can right. catch up. You know, I'm mean, gonna give each other a high five or something and 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 yell Bill's mafia really, really loud because I think okay. they'll be there with the right. next week. I have
1: years. to call you up to get me into some parties there.
2: I'm on it. Oh, you, I got I it. it. I got that NFL player card. You know what I'm saying? I got go. you. There you go.
0: <laughs> He's got frontline everything. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to chat about the season with us to recap the good times, some of the bad times and, and look forward to the future here with this team. We appreciate your fandom. We love that you're rooting for us and we love that you, you help get Bill's mafia on TV. Thank
2: That's, you guys. Well.
0: Pleasure Thank talking you. with you.
2: Pleasure talking to you too. Holler at me anytime. I'm always okay. available. for you.
0: Okay, Kim. So as we look to the off season and all the events that are on the schedule, like I said in the beginning, you know, the senior bowl, the pro bowl, the combine, the super bowl, free agency. There's so many things that just happen in the next couple of months. So what does the off season look like for you? I'm sure number one on, on your list, aside from meeting with Sean and Brandon is you'll be going out to the super bowl too.
1: Yep. um, I will be, Um, you know, the off season is a little bit is not as structured as is in the regular season. So, um, so, but still, I, you know, I think a lot of the work actually gets done in the off season, right? Uh, A lot of the planning both on business side and on the football side. So um, hopefully we are done with COVID. I, I, I want to be able to say that with complete confidence. Um, And so that, you know, we can plan off season and, and next season with just being ourselves um, and get back to uh, the pre-COVID um, experiences that we all had, but um, but yeah, no, a lot goes into the planning. Um, the combine is always a fun event because everybody and everybody is there. Um, I you know I don't do the evaluating, but I love listening into the you know the interviews with the players and um it it's also i i think it's fun because you know you can only can't have all of them right and so <laughs> as they get drafted by other teams and then you start playing you're like oh wait i remember that guy <laughs> um so the combine is always a lot of fun and then just really i think this year maybe more than you know previous years with joe shane leaving um yeah you know is there, you know, some adjustments, you know, on the coaching staff that may happen and how does that shake out, um, you know, so a lot of that type of, of discussions are going to be happening, um, but yeah, I'll be at Super Bowl, I mean, this year. you like, LA, do I have to go? I, I don't want to go. I will say, I will say, I think Terry bailed, so I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him, I don't blame him, but um. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot, as you know, Super Bowl is not just about the game. In fact, I think that's the least part of the game for me. Um, but so, yeah, I'll be heading out to L.A. as well. And I think we have something, another little small project we're still working on that, you know, I'm we, we get, you know, some some uh, definitive answers to um, in the, in the next couple of months. So. Yeah,
0: I was going to say any stadium updates or as we get into off season, you know, I know the focus is also on the stadium during the regular season because you're trying to make things work. You're trying to meet with people, talk to people, get a plan in place or an idea in place um, to then, you know, start working on it in the off season when you have some free time. So what is the off season you think going to look like in terms of, of how the stadium talks continue and progress?
1: Well, we are much closer than we were back in at the beginning of the season. So, so that's a good thing. So we, we are progressing. We are moving forward. Um, I, I think there's, you know, some optim- cautious optimism. I, I, maybe that's the, the correct word for it. So um, no deal yet. But um, again, we, we've we uh, are much closer than we were before. And um, keeping my fingers crossed. And obviously, if there is an update, we'd, we'd let everybody know, mm-hmm. but um, nothing official yet.
0: All right. Well, well, we'll wonder when that update comes. And hopefully it, it comes soon for you guys, uh, because I know you've put a lot of Uh, hard work and a lot of your time into this and like you said before it's your Super Bowl so we hope that is everything that you know you guys want it to be and and Bill's Mafia trusts you guys and and everybody's excited for for what what is to come here in Buffalo and what's to come for this team and you know as we move through the offseason a lot of a lot of good things to look forward to a lot of things to you know hang your hat on about this season and hopefully a lot of positives here in the future as it feels like we're just getting started, but also at the same time, it feels like, you know, Sean and Brandon have been here for a while. I can't believe Josh Allen is in his fourth year. Um, We're in, we're in a good middle here where it's not like anybody's too new anymore. Like everybody knows what's expected of them. Everybody's been here long enough to know how everything works. So hopefully that means you hit the ground running when this group gets back together.
1: I totally, totally agree on that part. And you just bring in some, some, you know, new, new blood, if you want to call it that some new ideas, some just things tweaking things here and there. But, um, but yeah, I I expect that, you know, we're going to be in the same position at some point next year, Um, but a lot to do before we even get there. Well, Kim, enjoy the
0: off-season. We're going to take a break from the podcast, I think, for a little while uh, because we have other things to do. I know you have a lot to look forward to, but... Uh, we may pop in here as we hit some some big points of the off season so make sure you stay tuned
1: but you guys enjoy the off season too
0: take a chance thank to you relax to and our listeners.
1: Yeah. yeah thank they- you to all our listeners for hanging in with us all season long so yeah appreciate we appreciate
0: it. the listeners it's been another fun season this is episode 20 i want to say so thanks for hanging on with us and and listening to all our really cool guests we hope there's a lot of fun in store for us too so we will talk to you All guys right. down the I road know. then. All right.